Okay, we are on J-Root Radio, preferred for the Jewish home. We are always on. That's what the man just said. Shalom, shalom, shalom. How is everybody on? Isru Chag Shel Pesach, Tavshin Ayin Dalid. How's everybody today at Wednesday, 4 o'clock, on J-Root Radio? Isru Chag of Pesach, the eighth day of the Omer. As everybody had a wonderful, have you had a wonderful yontif? You ate enough matzah, drank enough wine, and some matzah balls on the last day, maybe. And you had all those cakes and cookies that were shahakol. How is everybody on the first day after yontif? Yisruchag Shel Pesach. This is your host, Rabbi Yosef Chaim Schwab on J Root Radio, still the number one radio station in America for the Torah world. We are coming to you as we always do, J Root Radio. If you want to talk to us, and we will ask you some questions about Sfira Saomer, Shir Hashirim. Isruchag, Oz Yosir Moshe, and a little bit about the Parsha Kedoshim Tihiyu. Um, our number here is 718-683-5858. 718-683-5858. The name of my program is called GLST, Gigantic Little Secrets of the Torah. You are never bored when you listen to Wednesday, 4 o'clock, gigantic little secrets of the Torah, because this is a non-boring program. It's only about interesting things. You want to hear some interesting things? We know all about the Haggadah. What are we going to talk about? We know all about the Haggadah. There's nothing more to talk about. And we know everything about Shira Shirim and Oz Yosher Moshe and Sphere's Homer. What could we possibly talk about? Let me tell you the number here in the studio. 718-683-5858. 718-683-5858. You don't hear us on the radio, but you hear us on the hotline or on computer. 718-683-5858. We hope to be back on the air shortly. You want to call us? You got to call the hot, the call in number here, seven one eight six eight three five eight five eight. Shevachad Shmone, Shesh Shmone Shalosh, Chamesh Shmone Chamesh Shmone. So, our hotline that you're listening to now is seven one two four three two forty two seventeen. If you want to get off the computer and listen to the hotline. Seven one two four three two four two one seven. But you can't talk to me on the hotline. You can only talk to me on the call in line. Seven one eight six eight three five eight five eight. Then you can talk and answer some of the gigantic little secrets of the Torah. Niflot Torah. Shall I ask you one of the gigantic little secrets of the Torah? Everybody who's listening. Big Tamidachachomim and little Tamidachachomim. I bet you can't answer this question. Are you ready? Why on 
the seventh day uh, mm, no why on Shabbos when we read Shir Hashirim why is it that we read Shir Hashirim before Kriya Satoro isn't that against the Halacha Todir V'she'enu Todir Todir Kodem how do we read Shira Shir, which you read once a year, uh, before Kriyasatara, which we read four times a week? Shabbos morning, Shabbos Mincha, Monday, Thursday. How do you read Shir Hashirim? Last Shabbos, all the Megillahs always read on Shabbos, you know that. Shir Hashirim, how do you read Shir Hashirim before Kriyasatara? Don't we have a rule? Um, isn't it against the halacha? We read after Kriya Megillus Esther. We read after Kriya What's going on? Could anybody there answer that? And we have another question. How could you say Oz Yashir Moshe? Then Moshe sang with Kolben Israel. That's not the translation. Then Moshe sang would be Oz Shar Moshe. Woo! You want another big question? Hmm. Shira Shirim, we read on the seventh day of Pesach, right? 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 Hakam Rashi says no. The last Rashi in Shlach Lacho Anoshim says, why do we have eight sitters on every corner? Because we read Oz Yashir Moshe on the eighth day of Pesach. Rashi doesn't know anything. Rashi made a mistake. Look at the last Rashi in Shlach. Why do we have eight sitters? Because we read Oz Yashir Moshe on the eighth day. Not true. There's not a Jew in the world. That read it on the eighth day. We read it on the seventh. And Eretz Yisrael, there is no eighth day of Pesach. So how does Rashi say we read Shira Shirim on the eighth day? It says that in Rashi. Let's Rashi and Shlach. We read it on the eighth day of Pesach. Not true. Eretz Yisrael doesn't have eighth day. Ooh. How many times a year... Do we read in Chutzlar, it's the whole Hallel? Well, you know, it's 21 times. You know how you find, you know how, where's the remnants for that in the Torah? Shnat Noach. Shnayim, Shnayim. Bo'u el Noach. If anyone could tell me how the Pusik about the animals that came to Noach in the table, Shnayim, Shnayim, Bo'u el Noach, tells me that you read whole Hallel in Chutzlar, it's 21 times a year, you deserve 10 CDs. I don't know if I can give you said 10 CDs, but you deserve them. Now, another question. Chochomahu Omer, Roshomahu Omer, Tomahu Omer. How come there's no Shein Yodeya Mahu Omer? 
what means Mahu Omer? What does he say? Could there be another reason and say Chokom Mahu and then Omer? Could that mean anything? Rosh Mahu and then Omer. Could that have a reason, a deep reason? Or Tom Mahu? And the answer is Omer? Mm, 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 mm. This is non-boring radio. You understand? Let me ask you a question. How come not Hashem's name is not in Shir Hashirim? Where else is Hashem's name not in one of the Sifrei, Sephorim of the Torah? Where in the Chumash is Moshe's name not mentioned? We're not talking about Beratius. Where is Moshe's name not mentioned in the four books of the Torah? Which Sedra? Which place is Aharon's not not mentioned in the Torah? And Oz Yashir Moshe. How do you know there's going to be Tchias HaMason from that? Now we got the biggest question of all. And if you think you're a smart guy, even you're 18 or 28 or 38, you prove to me why Omer, Ayin Memresh, equals 49. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Omer equals 49. If you prove that to me, you're a genius. It's not 310. No, no. You tell me how Omer, Ayin Memresh, two. And the seventy-three ten is not equal to three ten. Yeah, make a matcha. But I'm going to prove to you that Omer is exactly how many days they are. Forty-nine. How do you get from Ayn Memrace forty-nine? I just asked you six bombakashas. Is there anyone in the Jewish world, all over the world, on computer, anywhere listening to me right now? Do we have five hundred listeners or five thousand? Fifty, maybe. Maybe there's five listeners. Well, Iran, anybody on the line? No. <laughs> Nobody. Everybody's still cleaning up for Pesach. On Pesach. I'm going to ask these questions again, and then we're going to see. Would you like $100, everybody, by listening? Want $100? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Who is he? Uh, uh, how you spell the last name? Ben who? Kuf Memim. All right. I don't know who he is. I'm sure he's a tzaddik. We have to be mispalo and dedicate these Torah questions to Rav Avram Ben Kumi. Shalita, she live for Allah. Arichas Yomim. Sheikhya la'orichom tovim yashorach. Sheikhya la'orich yomim tovim. Aruchim. Rav Avram Ben Kumi. A full shalema. If anybody listening to me now at 4.14 in the New York area, um, or 1.14 in California, or, um, no, 9.15 in England, or in Aries as well, or anywhere, because, you know, computers all over the world, or in Boston, or in Dallas, Texas, or Chicago, or Indianapolis, or uh, Baltimore, Chicago, uh, Miami... And, or Johannesburg, South Africa, or Switzerland, or England, or even in Russia, they can hear us. And Iran, too, and Iraq, maybe. I don't know. But 
Can anyone answer these questions? I'm going to tell you again. Why do we read Shira Shirim before Kriyasa Torah? Isn't it against Halacha? Tadu Vishenda, Tadu Tadu Kodim. We we don't read before, we read after. Esther we don't read before, read after. How come Shira Shirim is different? And how do we say Oz Yoshim Moshe, then Moshe sang? It's not true. That's not what the word means. Moshe sang would be Oz Shor Moshe. Oz Yoshir, what does that mean? Why does Rashi say we do, uh, we read Oz um, Yoshir Moshe on the eighth day of Pesach? Not true. Read it on the seventh. In fact, Eric Yisrael doesn't have an eighth day. But Rashi says we do. Where? The last Rashi in Shlach says we have eight sitzes, and that's why we read the Oz uh, Moshe on the eighth day. Not true. How do you know that we read the Chutz Laaretz 21 times, the whole Hallel, from the Pusik of Noah? Shnaim, Shnaim, Bo'u El Noah. And what does it mean, Chokhmah Omer? Oh, I know what that means. But what do you learn from Chokhmah Omer? The answer is Omer. Chokhmah The answer is Omer. What does that mean? Tamahu Omer. That's the answer. What does that mean? Why is Hashem's name not in Shir Hashirim? How come his name is not in Megillus Esther either? Why is Moshe's name missing in one parsha of the Torah after Barashas and Aaron in a different parsha? And the big question, if anyone out there could figure out how is Omer, Ayin, Memresh, equal to 49? Not the Gematria. If you can figure that out, you deserve $100. I don't give it to you. I don't have it. But you deserve $100. Now, if we have any callers, put them through, Iran. We have none? Iran, hello. Hello. I hope we're still on the air here. All right. I guess he fell asleep. Maybe he got bored. So let me tell you about the big shin. In Shir Hashirim. Eliezer. Oh. Okay, Eliezer, go ahead. I have an answer to the question by the Haggadah, why the answer to the Chachma, to the Chacham is Aimer. Oh, go ahead. Because it's saying that you, that he, he wants to know everything. Chachamahu. Tell him, he asks you and you're supposed to tell him. Well, the uh, Russia too, it says, Russia, Mahomer, and the Tom also, Mahomer, he wants to know. Mazdo. The Russia doesn't want to know. The, uh, the, Russian, uh, the Russia doesn't want to know. He's telling you. He's not interested. Very good attempt. Not, not bad, Eliezer, but listen what an eight-year-old child said this year to me. This is almost like Kabbalah. Listen what this little eight-year-old, his Rebbe, told him. He comes to the, my Seder, my grandson, he says, Saba, you know, you know what that means. What does he say? Tell me all about it. And the Russia says, Why are you knocking yourself out every year and doing this hard work? I don't believe in this stuff. And the Tom doesn't know nothing. He's a dummy. He says, Mazos, what's going on today? You have a holiday? And the Shannon Delisho does, he doesn't even know how to ask. You have to tell him. You know, listen, Eliezer, what this little kid said. 
this is all, this is a secret. Mom, you got to remember this for next year for your, tell your father. Chachamahu. Who's a Chacham? Listen to the way he talks. Roshamahu. Who's a Russia? Omer, listen to the way he talks. Tom Mahu, who is he, a Tom? Listen to his, how he talks. When you talk to a guy that's a Russia, you just listen to the language, you know, already. The way he talks, the words he uses, you know he's a Russian. A Chacham is very clever. The way he talks, you know, already. He's smart. And a simple guy doesn't know nothing. He asks, what's going on? What's this? What's that? So, not only Mahu, and what does he say? That's a shot. Everybody knows that. But Chacham Mahu. Who is he? Anything he says, you can see he's a chokham. Russia, you can see whatever he talks about. Makes a difference if it's Pesach or, Ch- or Yom Kippur or Shabbos. Mahu, what? Who is he? Listen to the way the guy talks. Isn't that a beautiful Terrence Hill? Yeah. Okay, what else would you like to say about my six questions? Um, can you ask me a question? All right. It says, Oz Yashir Moshe, then Moshe sang, there's only one problem, Eliezer. Sang would be sure. Yashir means will sing. Ooh, how do you explain that? Because anybody who says she in this world has to say she in the next world. Yeah, very good. But what does the word mean? Oz Yashir. Then he will sing. You mean he didn't do it 3,000 years ago? At he will the sing. Huh? He sings, will sing, but didn't he do it then? Yeah, he'll sing in the next world. But did he do it then? Did he do it at Yamsur 3,000 years ago? Yeah. So why doesn't it say normal Hebrew? Or Shor Moshe? Oh, yes, that we should also say it. What? It's not that we should also say it. No, but we first have that pshan. There is no passing in the Torah that doesn't have a pshan. How do you translate Oz Yoshi Moshe? It means then Moshe will sing. That means, did he do it then? Why don't you tell me normal, Oz Shor Moshe? Can you give me a minute to try to figure it out? Yeah, I'll give you a chance to figure it out. And look at the Rashi, you'll see. And hey, if, it, if it's important for Rashi, we certainly should know it. Next question I want to ask you. Um, how come we sing, say, Shir uh, HaShirim on Shabbos Chalamoid before Christmas Torah, isn't it? Don't we have a rule? Once a year we say one thing, we push away Torah, which you do five times a week? I figured out the answer. Oh, uh, you think you know the answer for that one? Yes. Go ahead. Because means he had the idea to, to sing. Oh, an idea to sing. But did he sing? Yeah. So why don't you say sure? You've got to have a pshat. Everything has a deeper meaning, we know. But it has to have a pshat also. Oz Shor, he sang. He'll sing again. Okay. But shouldn't he say? Oz Shor, Moshu, Vinayi, Surat, What do you mean, will sing? He didn't sing then? Oh, he did. Oh, so why don't you say sure? Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, and who's behind you, your father? Uh, no. Your brother? Somebody. In the beginning of the Pasuk it says, Ashira, and he wanted to, and then it says, Ashira. In the beginning of the Pasuk it says, Ashira, that he wanted to, and then it, and then it says, Ashira. Oh, I will sing. So, when the, where does it say that he did sing? Ashira, I will sing. Where does it say that he actually sang? 
they said, I will sing. That's future. You can't, you know, you have to know Hebrew. I mean, we can't change Dikduk. I will sing. Let me tell you the answer to this big mystery. From here, of Tchias HaMesim says Achazal. That Moshe certainly sang, but here is a Raya, he'll sing it again when Mashiach comes. That's what it means. That's the, that's, that's the Raya. I mean, that's, uh, I'm not making anything up. That's right, right to Gemara, right to on that passing. Means this is a Raya, a Remez. Rashi says Vishayasa. Huh? Rashi says Vishayasa. He will sing in the future. I mean, he sang it. Of course he did. But it's a remez to Tchias HaMesim. The way Tchias HaMesim will come back and sing it again. Now, why is it no... He, he will sing it again. Sure he sang it over there. We know that. What do you think those millions of people did? They were sure they were singing. But they will sing it again. That's a remez, it says in the Gemara on this passing, to Tchias HaMesim. Very good. You're a very smart guy. Ask me another question. Huh? Another question. Okay. How is Omer equal to 49? If you get that, you deserve $100. Yeah? Yeah, I don't you give you $100, $100, but you deserve $100. It says in Achacham and tell us, Omer is 49 Now, how's that? You got a question oh, and I'll call back later? Oh, yep, you definitely can. If you call back later, I'll give you two CDs. Okay, fine. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, anybody else? Anonymous. Oh, Anonymous. Hello, good air, good Esuchag, Anonymous. Hello? Anonymous, Hello. Hello, um, I wanted to answer, well, how is Omer 49? Oh, go ahead. Because there's 49 days from the Omer. Uh, yeah, no, count. but how's I in Membrage 49? Because when you count for the Omer, it's 49 days. I know, but how's I in Membrage 49? I don't know, just I know that it's 49 days. I know, but how's I in Membrage 49? That's my question. You don't hear the question. I in Mem Reish says Achachomim equals 49. If you answer that, you get two CDs. Can I have a hint? Can you think you know how to figure that out? We know it's 49 days. You're not telling us the Chiddush. How is the word Ayin Mem Reish 49? If you do get that, I'll give you three CDs. How's that? We all know about the 49 days. Hello? I'm asking you a question. How is Ayin Mem Reish 49? If you do that, you're brilliant. And the answer is very smart. If anyone out there listening, call me up right away on this number, 718-683-5858. How is Omer Ayin Mem Reish equal to 49? We know about the days. We're not talking about that. How is the word equal to 49? Anyone out there who's a chokham called 718-683-5858, and you get a couple CDs. How is that? Good. Okay, anonymous. I'll ask you one more question. Um, how come Hashem's name is not in the Shir Hashirim? Shlomo wrote a holy safer. Why can't we put Hashem's name in there? Is he ashamed? Why are you ashamed to put Hashem's name in that safer? Well, in Megillus Esther, there's Marimus type shit name. What's that? In Megillus Esther, you also... Right. The... That's the same question. Correct. 100% Megillus, right. How come there's no name by Hashem in Esther and Shirjim? In Esther, there is. The, 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 the people are in Marimus, 
um, different ways. What, what is it? There's different um, um, ways how to be around the Hashem's name goes Esther. What is Hashem's remez in Esther? I don't remember, just I know. Okay, it's the word Hamelech. But why don't you use Hashem's name? Why are you ashamed to use Yud Kevavkei? Or Aleph Dalin on Yud? How come? Ah, there's an answer to this stuff. And she has here, and why are you Shlomo Melech is ashamed to use Hashem's name? Okay, Remez, Shlomo, Melech, Shalom, Shalom. I know, but the question is, why is the only two Sephardim in the entire 24 books of Tanakh where Hashem's name is not mentioned is Esther and Shirashirim. What's wrong? There's a, a problem here. And if you're a smart guy, you're listening to my program, because only smart people listen to gigantic little secrets of the Torah, because this is made for smart people. That's why you called me, because you're a smart guy. G-L-S-T, gigantic little secrets of the Torah. You're never bored when you listen to this program, and I'm asking a question. Why is Hashem's name not in Shir Hashirim Asher Lishlomo? But Remez, we know that. How come the name is not there? And in Esther. If you know that anonymous, you get two CDs. How's that? Call me back when you figure it out, okay? Okay, bye. Right. Who else is online? Yehuda. Yehuda, you're on the air. Go ahead. Okay. You're not on the air, but you're on with me on J. Root Radio. Can you ask me a question then? Sure. I'll, get if I get it. I'll give you a question. How come um, we read Shir Hashirim before Kriya Satoru? Isn't that against Halacha? You always have to do the most, imp- the one you read more often before. Tadir, Vesha'ena, Tadir, Tadir Kodam. How come Shir Hashirim we read once a year? And that comes before Kriya Satoru, which you read four times a week? Monday, Thursday, Shabbos, and then Shabbos afternoon. How come? It's so important. It pushes away Kriya Satorah. How come? Because Shira Shiram, when you lean it, you only lean it once a year, and there isn't really anything to lean after it, so you lean it before. But we have a rule. Tadir, that's what comes more often. Sheena Tadir, that becomes less often. Tadir Kodem, the stuff that comes more often comes first. Why do we go against Halacha and read Yeshir Shir before Kriya Satoru? Read it afterwards. What's the difference? What's the difference? Read it afterwards. Why is it that we push away for 20 minutes Kriya Torah and we read Alyssa McGillie here? Sure, Hashem is longer than what we lean? No, it's 15 minutes. It takes 20 minutes. But it's still, you don't make a bracha on it, not before, not after. And Kriya Satoru, you make a bracha before it. And after it, eight people get called up on Shabbos, you make a bracha before. 16 brachas, eight, you know, eight, and one in the beginning, one at the end, 16 brachas. Here is no brachas, and it comes before? If you know that, Yehudo, you get two CDs. This is a bomba kashan. It means like a bomb kashan. Now let me ask you another question. Omer, I in memorage, how does that equal 49? If you can answer that, I'll give you two CDs. Another question. Um, you wrote it 49 times? Uh, what's that? You wrote it 49 times? The Omer, the word I in memorage is 49. We don't we do the, you mean 49 times 49? Oh man, no, we, that's not it. But Omer equals 49. How is that? Egematria is not 49. You know that very well. It's only 310. But how is 
Iron Mem Rage 49. And this is not a trick or a joke. This is real Chachmas Torah. Not some kind of bubble mices that some old lady made up. This is real Torah. How is Ayin Mem Reish, according to Archachomim, 49? Um. That, okay, and then one more question. Um, anonymous, that's your name. Uh, oh, Yehuda, you're Yehuda. I'll make you another question. What's the name of this week's Pasha? MR. Nope. Kedoshim. Uh, right. Uh, Kedoshim means what? Hmm. Holy. Be holy, right? Kedoshim to you. You shall become holy. Why doesn't it say Kedoshim Atem? You are a holy nation. Mm-hmm. What does it mean? Kedoshim Tihi you. You shall become holy. You Why doesn't it say holy, you are holy? You already are holy, but you're going to become more holy. Oh, very good. Because you should always become more holy. Daven better, daven slower, learn better, more kibbut av, less averos, more mitzvos, um, control your yetzahara better. You're 100% right. Now, Shir Hashirim has a big jumbo shin in the beginning, the word, first word. Big shin. You know, there's a reason for that. Yehud, if you know the reason for that, I'll give you a CD. Like voracious in the first letter in the Torah has a big base. There's a reason for that. Ooh, echad in Shema Yisrael has a big dollar at the end. There's a reason for that. Vayikra, the first word in Vayikra has a little tiny aleph at the end of the first word. There's a reason for that. There's everything in the Torah is a reason. And if your Rebbe doesn't tell you this stuff, you got to look it up yourself. Because if you see that little olive at the end of a yikra, you just look in the mafarshim. Don't talk about it. Or that big jumbo base and we're beginning to brace it. Why can't you have a regular base? Why have a big base? Some people, you know, are not interested in these things. Really, the board. Some people are interested because Hashem is giving the Torah to Yehuda and to me. And we want to know what it says there. Why is Shira Shirin with a big shin? And you know what else, Yehuda? How come the first six words of Shir and Shirim all have a shin in it? Shir, Hashirim, Hashir, Lishlomo, Yishokeni, Menashikos, Pio. Why is there six words in a row with a shin? Some people are not interested in these things. You know that? They don't care about it. They don't care. They don't care. Not interested. They don't even know. They're not interested. They they don't care because you know the brain isn't is hard. Thinking is it is too painful. You know, thinking and concentrating is very hard. You know, when you learn a piece of Gemara, how hard it is. It's not like Chumash. It's very hard. You got to concentrate. Some people don't want to think. It's they don't want to take the effort. And um, but some people who listen to this program are smart people. That's why it's called gigantic little secrets of the Torah, Niflos Torah. And I have my safer. It's full of these kind of questions. It's coming out, a new safer, the fourth one. Um, it's called Questions and Answers on the 17 Yom Tovim. You know we have 17 Yom Tovim. You know that. We have three major uh, regolim, and Yom Kippur and Rosh Hashanah, at Yom Neroim, that's five, and Hanukkah Purim is seven. But there's ten other little Yom Tovim. 
You know, when you learn Torah and you are a young kid and you say, matzah, matzah, we eat it, a cracker, yeah, 18 minutes, less than 18 minutes. I know, but what does the word mean? Like, Sidur is organized. Pesach, jump over. Gemara is Aramaic for Talmud, to learn. What does matzah mean? Now, you see, when you listen to this program, you're starting to learn how to think. You're not supposed to go through life like a robot. You say, you hear something, you repeat it. What does the word mean? That's how you become a Talmud Chacham. Every word has a meaning, like Omer. I'm going to prove to you soon how Omer is 49. Uh, the the, the Matthew is 310. The Mishra Kutten is you take away the zero, so 3 and 1 is 4. It's not 49. But you know what matzah means? Yeah. You ever heard of, ever heard in Hebrew matzah, mariva, a fight? Second. Uh, go ahead. Have a second. Yeah, go ahead. What? Have a second. Every second? No. <laughs> No, not every second, because I know you can't be over a certain amount of time. Then it's matzah if it's 18 minutes or something. You know that. No, can I have time to figure it out? Yeah, yeah. You definitely have 15 minutes, 20 minutes to call me back, and I'll give you two CDs if you figure it out. Okay, fine. Bye-bye. Okay, any more callers? Um, Shmuel. Shmuel, you're on the air. Yeah. Can, I, can you ask me a question? Sure. What means afikoman? Does that... What's that? <laughs> what, that? what does that mean? I'm so embarrassed. I'm a slow. I'm so embarrassed. Okay, I ask you another question. What means matzo? All right, next one. Yehuda, you're on the air. Yeah, I have the answer for why there's a big shin in the beginning of Shira. Oh, yeah, tell me. Well, I'm sure that Shlema had a lot of Kavano when he was writing it. That so they put a big shin there. What does shin mean? What does that have to do with kavanah? I don't know. Should be a big chaf, kavanah. You know, I would like to say you're right, but I cannot lie. A chachamim told us the answer. I'm not allowed to make up my own Torah. I would like to say you're right, but kavanah with a chaf, a shin, I don't see that. I mean, hello, you know, you're a smart guy. What is, why does shin mean he had a lot of kavanah? How do you know? Ah, you can't, we are not allowed to make up our own Torah. All this stuff is old Torah. There's a reason why it's a jumbo shin. It's called shim rabosi, a big shin. The shin yeah. stands for Shlomo? No, because then the next word, well, no. I, I would like to say yes, but it's not what the Chachamim tell us. You have to learn Rashi and some of the Mepharshim. They tell you why you have a big shin. Ooh, and how. I would like to I cannot, I'm not allowed to lie. I cannot tell you you're right. Chachamim tell us why you have a big shin. Look at the Mepharshim. That's all. They tell you answers. Um, now, I'll ask you another question. Uh, what means Afikoman? Dessert. Dessert. Oh, you're right. That's exactly what it means. It's Greek for dessert. A pikmon in Greek means dessert. 100% right. Give this man a CD. Iran, give this guy a CD. You don't hang up. You're getting a, a, a CD because um, Yehuda's right. Afikomon is not a Hebrew word. It means dessert. That is your dessert. You don't have any fruit or cake. The last thing on the Seder is a piece of matzah, and that means the dessert. There's nothing after the matzah, nothing to eat. You have drinks. You have two more kosos, but you have no more food. Uh, you, who don't, you get a CD. How's that? Which one? I don't know. You call, talk to Iran. He'll tell you which one. Uh, okay, next one. 
Very good, but what does the word matzah mean? Mem tzadi hey. That's the papers you gave me. I want the Peshat. Like Vayomer means he said. Vayikom means he called. Gendeva uh, means stealing. Noshim is men. Anoshim is women. Katan is a kid. What is matzah? I don't know. All right. Could you find out? Ask somebody who knows Hebrew. Okay, um, um, can I have another question? You go, you go ahead. What, let me ask you a question. Why do you have a big shin in the beginning of Shir Shirim? That's too hard for you. Okay. Why do you have six shins in a row? Shir, Hashirim, Asher, Nishlomo, Yishokani, Menashikos. Uh. Why is there six shins? There must be a reason. Shlomo was not tongue-tied, Chas and Sholem. Why do you have six? Huh? They're much too hard. They were what? All the questions are way too hard. All right, let me me give you an easy question. Um, How many days of the Omer are there? Forty-nine. Very good. Now, um, what's the last day of the Omer? I mean, what's the 50th day of the Omer? Uh, sure. Right. So it says in there, in the Torah, Tisbru Hamishim Yom. You have to count 50 days. And nobody does that. How come? Says what do you Torah. mean? Why don't we? Yeah, why don't we? It says in the Torah, Tisbru Hamishim Yom. You've got to count 50 days. How come no one does that? No? Yeah, no one does that. It says Tisbru Hamishim Yom. You have to count 50 days. How come you don't do it? You see, when you learn Torah, you've got to think, why does the Torah tell me something I don't do? Nobody does it. So why do you tell me 50? Say 49. It's still 50 days. Huh? It's still 50 days. Oh, very good. What's the proof? It says you give a person malchus, 40, 40 malchus, and no one ever gets more than 39. Very good. Up to 40 malchus, up to 50, 49. 100% right. You get a CD because you're a smart guy, and you're listening to the best program on J. Root Radio. The program is, opens your brain. You're a brainy guy. Thanks for calling, Eliezer. Thank you very much. You're right. Nay. Anonymous. Anonymous. Go ahead, Hello. Go ahead, Anonymous. Yeah, I made up a way how Oimer came up. Go ahead. I'm sure it's not the right answer. Just what's what's what do you? Hello, what's your answer? The three um Oimer is three hundred ten. Now if yeah, go ahead. The, if you leave out the one, then it's thirty. So I do three times zero is is three. Now three into forty nine, because the number forty nine is sixteen. Sixteen times three. Is is forty eight now plus the one what I left out before is forty nine. I never heard a thing like this in my life, and I'm older than you. Woo! This is wild. Say that again. Three hundred ten. Three hundred ten. Go ahead. You leave out the one. Well, how can you do that? You have only permission to leave out the zero. That's called misbekutton. You have no right to make a new system. Gematria, yeah. misbekutton, yeah. But you can't do stuff like this. You have to follow the rules of the secrets of the Torah. This is part of the secrets of the Torah. You can take a zero out. You cannot take out a one. 
Mitzvah cutting means you delete, you de- you eliminate zeros. Now you can't take out the one. No way possible. You can't do that. It's not why. That's not how the system works. These are, huh? What mincha? All right, so we'll do it without the name. Go ahead. Now, that's not the answer. I like to say you're right, but, you know, we have rules in, 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 in Torah. There are certain rules. Gematri is a rule. Ms. Cutton is a rule. But you can't just make up stuff and do stuff. That's not the answer. Should I tell you the answer? Yeah. Should I tell you the answer? Yes. Hello? I can't hear you. Yes. All right. Anonymous, I'm going to tell you the answer. Everybody listening, all the 5,000 people or 500 people or 50 people or five people listening, I'm going to give you the answer to this. It's not my answer. I saw this in the old Sephorim. Do you know that Ayin is the 16th letter from the beginning of the Aleph Bays? And do you know that Mem is the 13th letter from the beginning of the Aleph Bays? And you know that Reish is the 20th letter from the beginning of the Aleph base. 16 and 13 is 29, and 20, bingo, 49. That's the way it works. Like in Hebrew, how many words in a Pusik is very important. What letter, how far it's away from the beginning of the Aleph is very important. 20, tough is 22. And we know that Shevi Levi had 22,000. They were the biggest Hamid Chachamim. And the Torah is written with 22 letters. Therefore, Shevi Levi were the biggest Hamid Chachamim because the Torah has only 22 letters. And the whole Torah is represented by 22. Ooh, now I gave the answer away. And I want to thank you for trying so hard. You know what I'm going to give you? A CD. But you have to wait till the guy finishes <laughs> Mincha. And um, then he'll get your name. He'll send you a CD. Because you tried so hard and you just... Deserve uh, uh, um, for your effort. The Fum Saro Agra says in Chazal, according to the effort is the reward, not according to the results. According to the effort. Let's say a guy learned very, very, very hard a Mishnah for three hours. Then the other guy learns it in two minutes. Who gets more reward? The guy that learned it for three hours. Because the Fum Saro, according to the stress and the pressure, that's the reward. A guy was born a big brain, a fancy, a heavy. Big brains, he just born like that. He didn't. It's a gift. So you worked very hard at this. You deserve a a reward. So don't hang up. Wait till the guy finishes. Now I'm going to the next caller. Thank you so much. Who's the next caller? Hello. Yeah, hello. Hello. What's your name? David. David, go ahead. What would you like to say? Yeah, so can you ask me a question, please? Sure. Uh, this today is called what? Yeah. yeah. What's it called? It has a name in the Torah. Today. No, it's today. not a day. It has a special name in the Torah. The day after Pesach. What's it called? Israel Chag. Shulchan Aruch, you say? Israel Chag. Oh, Israel Chag. What means Israel? Chag, you know, holiday. What means Israel? See, when you, when you get older, you have to know what you're saying. Like you say, good morning, good evening. You have to know in Torah every single word. If you're a chacham. If you're a plain guy, you don't have to know nothing. You just do what they tell you to say, and you don't have to think. But you're a smart guy. That's why you call this program Isru Chag. What does that mean? You know what Nachash means. That's a snake. Yeah, so what means Isru? Why is the day after Pesach and Sukkot and Shavu is called Isru Chag? Should I tell you the reason? Yeah. Huh? Okay. Isru, Asur means to tie. To 
tied to connect, like some, like like something is in the Isra. It's tied up. You're not allowed to do it. Isru Chag means there's a passing in the Torah. Isru Chag Bavosim Al Karnos Amizbeach. Tie me up with strings to your Mizbeach, which means I'm sorry to leave Pesach. I wish you would go on, but I have to make a living. I have to go to school. I got to work. So Isru Chag. Tie, Hashem ties us up one more day to Pesach. Yes, you can eat chametz. We know that. But we're thinking about the set eight days that just passed. Isru Chag. I want to be connected with you, Hashem. So. Isru means binding up to the Chag. We are connected with Hashem a little bit, a little. It's like a minor yontiv. Certain things you can't do today that you can do any other day. So that's called Isru Chag. With the, the last day after Pesach and Sukkot and Shavuos, it's called Isru Chag. Chanukah and Purim doesn't have Isru Chag because Chanukah and Purim is not really a yontiv. But the Torah Yom Tov and Pesach Sukkot and Shavuos is has an is the day after Isru Chag. Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur is not a Chag. The Yom and Narayim, they're very scary days. It's not a, it's not a yontif like where Pesach, Sukkot, and Shuas. So therefore, Isru Chag means we want to connect to Hashem a little bit for one day more, longer. Very good. Now I'm going to ask you another question. Ah, this week's Pasha's um, Kedoshim. Kedoshim Tia, you should be holy people. So what's the first? Did you learn it yet? Did you learn the Pasha? No. Yeah. You did? Okay, what's the first mitzvah after the first Tuba Sukkot? So, After mm-hmm. Kadoshim Tiyah, very good. What's the first mitzvah? Mm-hmm. Um, Ishra, um, Kibbut Yeah, very good. So, you're 100% right. It says in the Torah, Kibbut Avaim, and it starts at Dibras. Honor your father and your mother. How come here it starts with a mother? Ish, Emo, first. Um, because over by last Saras of Dibras, last Saras of Dibras is speaking about, about Kibbut. Here it's speaking about Yerah. Oh, very good. You're a smart guy. I see that, David. You have a brain. Ish Imo, his mother, he should, um, and his father, he should fear. He usually fears his father more because the father is tougher and demands he learns Torah. You may even give him a little pot sometimes, you know. So you fear your father. You don't, you don't get to annoy him. And the mother, you're more friendly with. So they say, well, maybe the woman, the mother, you don't have to give any, have any fear. First, his mother, you have to fear too. That means the mother and the father is equal 100%. Over there it says, and here it says, first, which means that both of them are really, really equal. Your mother is more friendly to you, the father's a little bit tougher, and that's how it should be because you have to be afraid when you're a little kid not to do anything bad. When he tells you, whatever, don't cross the street, you don't know about speeding cars because Chas come and one second you're gone. So he gives you a patch in your rear end or somewhere, and he says, don't you dare ever walk across that street before you, I'm, I'm with you or something like that. That's the way life is. So you have to know you have to fear your mother too and your father and honor your mother and your father. Very good. So it says here in Rashi that you, this sedra was said bahakel. All Jews got together, man, women, and little babies, even three months old, two months old, six, what, six months old. What does a little baby know? Six months. What does he have to hear Divrei Torah for? So Chazal tell us, a little child, when he's maybe a month old or even less, he hears with his brain, ear, it goes in him, this neshama. He may be out, maybe not to speak, but his neshama hears. And when Moshe speaks, it's like Nevoah, and the neshama hears it. It has an effect some way on his neshama. So it says here, Taber Koladas, Noshim Viktenokas, babies, not just a seven-year-old, two, five weeks old, 
<laughs> the kid doesn't have any. Oh, you'd be surprised. That word goes into his neshama, has an effect. You, that does have an effect. That's what Chazal tells us. Listen to Moshe, the Navi speaking. And there's only two parshas in the Torah you have to say if with everybody there. One is here, Kedoshim. One is Vayakhel Moshe, both in, in Shemos. He gathered everybody together. You know why it's so important? Because Rashi says the majority of the Torah is in this week's parsha. Ah, uh, the only 50 mitzvahs. majority of the Torah would be half, 50% of 613, which is 307. There's only 50. No, because there's Sarah Sadibros here in, in the first few Pesukim. In a certain way, there's a Sarah Sadibros. And that's the Iker of the Torah. That's right. A tang, they're saying the Sarah Sadibros over. It says here, Ani Hashem Lekechem. That's Anoch Hashem Lekechem. Ish Ovimim Tiro. That's Kabbat Yisrael from Echem. Shabsosai Tishmaru. Ezochel Yom Shabbat. And it goes through the whole thing. And the first few Pesukim, you have the Sarah Sadibros. And some say, you have, in about 10 Pesukim later, Vahaftal Recha Kamochem. And it says in the in Gemara, this is the biggest rule in the whole Torah. Love another yid like yourself. And that's the most important thing. Have covered for another human being, for another human yid. Ooh, that's a cloud Gadol and everything else is a perush. Therefore, Kedoshim is one of these major, 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 major sedras in the Torah. Every man, woman, and child has to listen. When he said this thing, this whole sedram, and it starts out, Ish of then it says Shabbos. But in the Sarsid Dibra, Shabbos is number four, and Kabbadi Avicha is five. So how come over here his five is, is comes first? Ish Imavatira, and then Shabbos. That's Rashi. If you learn to Rashi, you know the answer to that. If in the Sarsid Dibra, Shabbos is number four, and Kibbutz is number five, so why over here is it backwards? If you know that, you get a CD. Just have to learn the Rashi. It doesn't. You don't have to be gone. <laughs> you just have to learn Rashi. Mm-hmm. Every week you have to learn the Rashi's of the Sedra. I know in the Shivas they don't spend much time on Chumash, but that you have to do by yourself because you're not a baby anymore. You can do it yourself. You don't need a Rebbe for that. But you have to know yeah. everything. Every Rashi you have to know. Maybe not the Ramban, but the Rashi's you got to know. You know what? I'll, I'll give you ten minutes. Oh, four minutes left. If you know that, I'll give you two CDs. How's that? Call back real quick in three minutes, all right? Okay. All right, next call. Who is this? Hello? Who, what's your name? Eliezer. Eliezer, go ahead. I have the answer to what matzah means. Oh, yeah, what does it mean? To argue. Right. Very good. What? Now explain it. What does that mean? You're 100% right. Tell me what that means. Um, to argue. Okay, what does it mean? To, what does it mean to you and me and when we eat the matzo and pesa? What, what does it have to do with me? Uh, you, what do you mean? Very good, you're right. Him. Matzo means a fight, argue. Very good, so, so. Yeah, so. Tell me what it means. Very, so what does it have to do with me? Now, Eliezer, when you learn yeah. Torah, the question I just asked you, the person who you ask and says, argue, you tell me, yeah, so, so. Yes, so. Yes, so. So? What does it mean? Your brain has to be open. Let me tell you, we only have two minutes left. <sighs> you know, during the 210 years, they, had, they were slaves, and they couldn't go to the bakery. There was no bakery. Everyone had a little oven in the back. They took a little flour and water, and they put it in the hot oven. And, and then uh, half a minute later, you had flat matzahs. You ate little matzahs, and maybe they had some eggs there, and, and, and that was their breakfast. 
But when they left Mitzrayim, they only had one day Pesach. You know that. Pesach was over for them at midnight. It was over. Finished. Next day, they took in a bag, Moshe said, flour and water to make next day bread. Flour and water, you know. But if you leave it alone, it's going to rise. So the next day after they got out of Mitzrayim, after... Yeah, a few, I don't know, a few hours later, there was a hot desert there. They took out the flour and the water, and you know what? It didn't rise. Hashem had a fight with nature. He didn't let the bread rise. It was again matzahs. But this time was miracle matzahs. The other the matzahs were because you put it in the oven, and you take it out in 20 seconds, and the choice is not going to rise. But here you put flour and water, you leave it for six hours when you're back, then then early, 10 o'clock in the morning, you get hungry, you want to eat breakfast, and it didn't rise. Hashem had a matzo mariva, a fight with nature, that it didn't rise. And this is a new kind of matzo, matzo shal cheros. The one they ate in Mitzrayim is matzo shal avdus. This is a miracle matzo of freedom. Now you are my Eved. That means you're totally free from Pharaoh. And if you're an Evan Hashem, you're free from the Yitzhahorim. Matzah means Hashem had a fight with the Teva, with nature, with the laws of nature, and he didn't let the flower water rise. Because he said, now, all those every year, all those 210 years, you ate Lechem Oni. Now you're eating Matzah Shel Cheros. Now it doesn't rise because you're my Evan. And me, when you're my Evan, you're totally free. Free from the Yitzhahorim. That's why it was miracle bread. Hashem had to interfere with nature because flour and water may automatically rise. Hashem had a matzah, a maratum rib, an argument with the teva. He didn't let the flour and water rise. He, it was a miracle kind of matzah. It's called matzah shal cheirus. The first 210 years was matzah shal avdus. And this is matzah shal cheirus. What I told you just now is one of the gigantic little secrets of the Torah. And because you... Answered it partially. I'm giving you a CD. How's that? Hey, thank you. Okay, you're a smart guy for calling or even listening to this program. Because the only people that listen to this program are smart people. You know that. Because otherwise you'll be bored. You go and listen to some music. This is for people brains are open. You know, a parachute and a brain, it's the same thing. It doesn't work unless it's open. Okay, Eliezer, it's 5 o'clock. I mean, um, Iran is 5 o'clock. Everybody have a wonderful uh, Isruchag. And a good Shabbos coming up, and we'll see you next week. Zaykazum.